Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigSceneDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Car coming up the middle, free safety. Welcome back, all my winners and losers of fantasy this week. My name's Zach. This is my co-host, Jared. You know it. And today on the Playbook Podcast, we're going to go all through your contact sports, non-contact sports, and hell, we might even have some, some fun out in the boxing ring today. The boxing ring. Yes, and, sir. And that's actually kind of where we're going to start off today, but we're going to be talking about some boxing, we're going to be talking about some baseball, college football, and the NFL today. And to kick things off, let's go to that boxing boxing ring. So in the squared circle, you had probably one of the biggest trilogy matches in recent memory with Canelo Alvarez versus Triple G. Not going to try to pronounce that his full name. And Canelo Alvarez retained his unified super middleweight championship with a unanimous decision, two judges scoring it 115 to 113, and one scored at 116 to 112. Really, not much changed from the second fight. The first fight was kind of a toss up, which turned into a split draw. And then the second one, you had Canelo Alvarez winning. And then this third one wasn't really needed to be called for, to be honest. I think it was just a uh, who's got, you know who's, who's got the uh, the bigger truck, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and you know. Canelo just kind of took control. Triple G showed some, and you fight. can see it. At, you can see it at the end of the fight. Yeah, you know, they just kind of like looked at each other. We're like, "All right, yep. Are, are we going to do this again? Slap hands, <laughs> Good job. We both got paid money. <laughs> they I, did. They did get paid quite a bit of money in this match, didn't they? I don't know the exact amount, but they're not going to be struggling for money. I you can know, tell you that. After watching boxing, I, uh, I almost don't know if I'd want to do UFC anymore. Due to the fact that, like, in boxing, you're just taking blows with a, with a glove, where UFC, you're just getting the, the whole hell shit beat out of you. Like, <laughs> I prefer UFC still just because I mean, it's I like watching fights. UFC. I'm saying, like, if I were to be a I, fighter. I, I want to be both of them. Because, <laughs> one, you have to be cardio-ridden. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you have to be like, okay, 12 rounds, baby. <laughs> Let's get it. And the other one's like, you don't have to have that much cardio. But shit, you're going to get anything besides a nut shot's legal. <laughs> I know, and, and yeah, I don't get me wrong. That's why I love the UFC because it's actually like gladiators in an octagon. Yeah, I prefer UFC out. just because you got different styles. Styles make matchups. Hey, uh, let's roll into some baseball. Oh, the diamond, the diamond. We really haven't talked about the diamond too much on our on our podcast, and uh, you know we're, we're rolling into the playoff season here in uh, Major League Baseball, and. We've got two teams that have already clinched playoff berths, and that is the Houston Astros and the L.A. Dodgers. Oh, no, you you got some more teams. You, did, you, did, when did more clinch? You got Houston. You got the Mets and the Atlanta clinching. Did Okay, okay. I did not see the update on and, Atlanta and uh, the Mets clinching. Yeah, they just clinched in the past couple of days. Okay. And then, obviously, you got the Dodgers with 103 and 45. Shocker. Yeah. The Dodgers. Well, you know, whenever you put an all-star team together like that, it's kind of hard not to lose. It's like a create-your-own-team. Like, you have, like, a Mookie Betts, a Freddie Freeman. Give me Clinton Kershaw. I mean, let's, let's just, just do all this. Let's just have a full, you know, instead of picking all-star players for the all-star game, we're just going to send the Dodgers to the all-star you know, game. It, it's like that friend. Remember playing, like, sports <laughs> games, and it's like, they, they're like, I'll pick the worst team and still beat you. And you're like, wait. When did Clayton Kershaw play for the Pittsburgh Pirates? Hold up. Right. <laughs> Freddie Freeman. <laughs> and it's like, no, you 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 put this team together, you jerk. No, I mean, 
Now, currently the Yankees and the uh, the Mets, I was getting to the Mets, is uh, they both hold the number two seed right now, uh, respectively, in their conferences. So, I mean, and then also tonight with the Yankees playing the Pirates, we're, uh, we're watching to see if, if old uh, Aaron Judge can get number 61. He's tied with the big babe right now. Yeah, everyone besides Boston fan loves hearing that name. <laughs> God. Hey. Hey, I, I hate New York Yankees fans I, I, and Red Sox fans. I'm a diehard Yankee, baby. But I, uh, you got the Rays at the five seed. Yeah. And we got the uh, Braves at a four seed right now. Yeah, uh, the Braves are only one game back from the Mets, and mm-hmm. could, they could, that could flip-flop. That could flip-flop because uh, the beginning of postseason doesn't kick off until October 7th. Yeah, October 7th. That's coming up. It's only like two weeks away, man. I know to think about that. I mean, my away. Braves are going to make the playoffs, so it is I, what it I is. think the Braves will make the playoffs. I think the Braves can make a deep run in the playoffs. Um, do I think they'll make it to the the series again? I don't know. Yes. You think you think they'll do the series? I'm only saying this because I'm a Braves fan. Yes. I'm back to back, baby. I'm, I'm going. I'm going Mets. Bump the Mets. I'm going Mets on this one. Bump the Mets. I'm just <laughs> Mets. 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 They choke in the playoffs. Or big time spotlights. Look, my, I, I'm a, I'm a Yankee to the core. I, I know we're gonna get in the playoffs, but I think we're just gonna lose out of the playoffs. Oh yeah, you're gonna get beat by. Houston. We have players. It's just I think they need to get rid of some of these older folks that they have on the team and uh, go ahead and just retire. Not the older fogies. Come on, man, get some youth in there. You know, I mean, look what the Mets are doing with all the youth that they have. I'm sorry. the Mets have swagger, man. Like they come out ready to play baseball. I, I hate the fun. Mets. I do too, but like. They come out having fun. I mean, I have fun. Doesn't mean (laughs) I'm good at anything. I think uh, I I think Houston could make a deep, deep run in this playoff run, but I just I don't like Houston this year. Uh, I mean, Houston has been good lately, besides the cheating scandals, hitting trash cans. I mean, they're just they're kind of like the Patriots of the NFL world. We're just gonna beat drums on the outfield, okay? Doesn't mean anything. I would say I would say the Dodgers are more patriot. No, the Dodgers. The Dodgers are this era's New York Yankees. Ah, oh, don't say that. No, think about it. The Yankees always had the most powerful players because they could pay for them. They could buy them. Well, now LA is doing the same thing. LA is buying every single player that is. Because LA, everybody Rated wants to be in LA. and up on Madden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean uh, 2K? Oh, I'm sorry. 2K. ML, no, the show, the show. The show. That's what it's called. The show. I was just playing it like 30 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I think I think the uh, the playoffs are going to be fun this year. I, I I hope my Yankees go deep, but I just I don't see it this year because I think they need to to get rid of some pieces and add some pieces. I think the Mets will make a deep run in these, this year's playoffs. I think I think it'll end up being the Dodgers and the Mets for the. Uh, the NLCS. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dodgers and nah. Dodgers and Braves. Dodgers Braves. I I don't, I don't think the Mets choke. They gotta prove to me that they don't choke. I don't know, man. I, I like the Mets. I out of the AL, I'd say it's gonna be between probably Houston and I would love it to be the Yankees. I'm thinking it's gonna be the Yankees because I just. They scare me, man. It's like everything's on Aaron Judge's shoulders, I feel like. I mean, like. You'll have games where like our guys come together and they'll all start hitting the ball, but like typically it's, hey, Judge, can you uh, can you hit a home run right quick so we can get some points? I mean, just right now, it's 4 or nothing, and Aaron Judge didn't hit that. You're right. I can't, what, but they're playing the Pirates. <laughs> they're, play, they're playing the Pirates that are already oh, like Lord. already out of out of contentions. They've only got 55 wins this year. And we almost lost to them last night. Almost. If it, wasn't, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for John Carlos Stanton's like grand slam, like God. we literally would have lost that game last night. I hate him too. But I think we're done on the diamond, don't you think? I don't know. I could talk a little bit more about the diamond. It's uh it's a fun time of year to talk about the diamond, but yeah. Let's let's uh let's move on a little bit. Oh, uh, let's go on to some NCAA for you casual fans who don't know. That is college football, baby. And to be honest, nothing really. This was cupcake week. It was. Cupcake here, cupcake there, cupcake everywhere. I mean, you have Georgia just, I don't know what South Carolina did. 
to deserve that. Yeah. Georgia just said, hey. Um, but Georgia, Georgia, for the past two seasons, Georgia has been great about the first, like, six, seven weeks of the season. Shit, the whole season of, like, hey, oh, you wanted to score points? Oh, we didn't game plan that. <laughs> no, Georgia, Georgia grabbed little old I mean, South Carolina was oh, like, you look like Alabama. And, what? Go, 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 go. And now, and now we know why South Carolina wants to change their mascot from cocky to like what was it? They, they Commander Cock. Commander. Commander. <laughs> Cock Commander. <laughs> makes so much sense. I there was three. There was four. Four games that were just very. What happened? <laughs> oh Lord! And majority of them can have to deal with the sec they do i mean like okay so the first one a&m versus the u pitiful game i expected more firepower i wanted to see points i wasn't expecting a 17 to 9 ball game which proves that miami's not who we think they are not yet i mean they're A&M's not really competent if you lose the app state and no knock to app state whatsoever but if you lose to App State at home after paying them, you lose all my respect for being like, oh, you got them there. I mean, it was one of them games where we they needed to come out and capitalize. They needed to come out on fire and put points on the board. And another week went by where they could not do it. No, none of them. Not, none of them in that A&M and U game. And that proves to me once again that Jimbo Fisher is the most overrated coach in college football. I don't know, man. It was... It, it wasn't. Was it defense or was it just not good looking? I I think it wasn't good looking. If you want to ask me, like Miami's quarterback should have been like this hot shot. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke is supposed to be like the next uh, the next Dallas Cowboy quarterback, apparently. Exactly, and all of a sudden, birds. I'm telling you, I for 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 the the recruiting class that A and M had to to be the number one recruiting class and to. To be what they're supposed to be, they should have walked through the U. They should have walked through App State. I, I just don't, I don't, I could see them losing about two, three more games this year. A and M. Oh, they're definitely losing Alabama. Oh, definitely. I mean, I don't see. Now, honestly, though, the, I don't the see anybody SEC... beating Alabama. <laughs> Look, they go through a game every year where they keep it close, which this year it was Texas. Yeah. It's not going to happen again. I mean, Alabama. You think you think what Georgia did to South Carolina was wrong? What Alabama did to Louisiana Monroe? But that the reason why we're not even talking about that game though is that that wasn't even a game. Twenty-one points in six minutes. How about <laughs> we we don't even need to talk about Alabama oh, no, because we there's just nothing to talk about. It was a nobody week. But I tell you, there was a nobody that came into Arkansas. And was supposed to be the nobody for the week for them to prep for an actual SEC game. It was supposed to be a good scrimmage for them, and it turned out to be a threat to their to their uh, rankings. And uh, it was a thirty-eight to twenty-seven win over Missouri State. God, Missouri. That's right, Missouri State came out and into Arkansas, and and basically handled Arkansas all game. Woo pig! <laughs> I mean that. That was too close for my blood. I don't think they. I think they should actually. I think they should drop in ranking. I think they stayed at ten, and I think they're lucky for staying at ten. But uh, I think they should have dropped down to at least twelve for like barely, barely beating. I mean, a Missouri, Missouri State. Game a, team. a win's a win's a win, and I, I don't really see like looking at the scoreboard here. Michigan State losing to Washington. I mean. Washington's a pretty decent team, so, and they're undefeated. Yeah. Then you got BYU. BYU got smoked. Smoke checked by. What happened? <laughs> I mean, we all watched the Oregon-Georgia game, right? We were all like, Bo oh, Nicks wow. decided to play? We were like, wow, Oregon is in a complete rebuild this year. And then turn around, and they make BYU look like, why do we have them ranked in the top 15? Who did they beat again? Oh, they beat Baylor. Yeah. So I mean, I um, that game shocked me. I watched that game and I was very shocked at how Oregon just controlled it. Dude, I, Bo Nix was like, "I'm not playing an SEC opponent anymore." Yeah. 
I could show my true talents. But does that does that show you though, like how dominant I guess the SEC can be? I mean, I, mean, I, I, I take that back. How dominant a couple SEC programs can be. Georgia, Alabama. I, I almost want to put Tennessee up there right now. Kentucky. I, I would I would be interested in putting Kentucky up there as well because these are two programs that have like literally worked from the ground up and have But the sad thing is we're not in the twelve man playoff yet. And Kentucky and Tennessee plays that uh bully in Athens. Yeah that's that's gonna be a fun weekend. Oh I I that's gonna be a fun weekend. I I can't wait till that game. I'm not. What about what about USF in Florida? I got two words for especially you as a Florida fan. Y'all got lucky by bad snap and hold. Well, there's no well. We got lucky by bad snap and bad hold. It was just it's it. It's like what we're going to see out of Miami, I feel like, over the next couple of weeks is is basically you're going to see these teams with the first-year head coaches and, and their first-year programs. They're going to be going through this. If they win, it's not going to be by much. And if they lose, it can be either really bad or it can be close. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's all building. I'm sorry. Like, even with this first-year coach that you're talking about, like, y- y'all as a program should not let University of South Florida – Come down to a field goal where if the holder catches the ball right, places it down right. That's and, game. And mind you, he almost made it. No, he did. It, it was it was a very hard slice. But you, you say these things. Look like my golf swing. You say these things. But App State walked right into AM and and it wasn't up to like a field goal. It was And I said what I said about AM earlier. I have no confidence in them. I get what you're saying about that, but where I'm going though is to the first year coaches. We can't hit on them that hard. Oh no, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not blaming the coach for this. I'm blaming team performance. No, 100. percent I feel like the energy was not there on offense or defense this week. Oh, it no. seemed like week one the offensive energy was there. It seemed like week two the defensive energy was there, and week three it just seemed like there was no energy there. Everything was off in the sauce. Yeah, it did. It did. And I mean, but that's. That's what happens on on Saturdays, man. You know, like you could look, you could be forty-one to twenty, Oregon over BYU, and next week score ten points. You know, I mean, any given Saturday, anything can happen. Any given Saturday. Now, speaking about any given Saturday, we're going to start our new weekly tradition with college pickums, where we're For- gonna we're gonna pick about five games, and, and- uh, we're gonna choose. And we want you guys to comment on it. And then you'll next week you'll see uh, when we get in our college segment, little scorecard cards above us. See how our record is, and we're going to compete this week, uh, this year. And uh, and loser, we'll figure that out later. Yeah, we'll <laughs> figure that out. So week one, we got A and M versus Arkansas. A and M is their two point favorite. Favorite, which because it's in A and M. Okay. Who you got first? I like. I'm going Arkansas. Oh, uh, big. I'm gonna go Arkansas. I I just feel like they have it put together. They have their starting quarterback. They have all their pieces there. But I just feel like A and M still going through this. On um, how? What's the what's the score? Mm, that score right there to me is gonna be a twenty-eight to twenty-four game. I also got Arkansas, but not as close. Arkansas's offense, this uh, they they got surprised. I'm not going to lie. It, teams face it with a cupcake. You underestimate them, then you have a scrappy game. A and M's offense is just it's not it for me. It's I got it 35-14 Arkansas. <laughs> Down right. go the Aggies. Here goes a a tricky one. Ohio State and Wisconsin. Oh, the old cheese heads. No, I, I got Ohio State 45 to 20. 45 20, huh? Dude, it's it <laughs> it's gonna be a slobber knocker. I Wisconsin doesn't have the firepower to keep up with Ohio State. I've got uh I got Ohio State winning that game as well. I uh I don't know if they'll put 40 plus up, 
but I think it'll be a I think it'll be a 38 38 14 38 to 14 38 14 okay what's your next one there buddy next game I got up here would be uh Florida at Tennessee they got Tennessee by 10 and a half points okay so who do you um I'm gonna go Florida with the upset oh my god we've been sucking ass for two weeks now I'm hoping coach can pull some stuff out of the woodwork but I got us winning <laughs> 21 no shit you can't even say a score I can't because Tennessee can run points at the board <laughs> Give it to me. You know what? 28-13, Florida. Oh, my. I got the old Rocky Top. You should. Yeah, I got uh, I got Tennessee 35-10. 35-10. In a route. In a route, huh? They, they're just a better team. AR-15. This is just so we can we can spice it up because uh, yeah. I think we're going to agree probably on. Oh, no. There's one I know we're not going to agree on. And is that is that going to be the next one we talk about? No, it's not the next one okay. we talk about. But okay. next one we got is USC versus Oregon State. Who you have? Oregon State. Oregon State. Why Oregon State? I'm picking Oregon State because USC has lost the last three times that they've played in that stadium. I'm, I'm going Oregon State, and I'm going Oregon State – 30, no, you know what? We'll go high on this one. I'll go Oregon State 42, USC 38. I got the old Trojan. It's too early for the Pac-12's playoffs hopes to tank. I got Oregon in this a 42 to 14 game. Really? Yeah. This is, this is going to be good. This is. And then, the, and then we got the last one, old Bo Nix and the Fighting Ducks. Versus Washington State. Yeah. I got Washington State in this one. I feel like Bo Nix, after having this amazing game. He's going to falter a little bit? Oh, he is going to tank harder than a fat person in water. I like... And I got I liked him. Washington State in this game, too. So, I'm, I'll go Oregon. I got 38-7. Okay, okay. You don't have to go Oregon just because I, I want I should, Washington should let you, State. I should let you finish your prediction there. Uh I'm, I'm. I'll go Oregon. I'll go Oregon over Washington State, and I'll go. I'll go twenty-eight, twenty-eight, twelve. Twenty-eight, twelve. Twenty-eight, twelve. I like that. I like that a lot. And if you want to play with us at home, ladies and gentlemen, leave in the comments your predictions. Either go with me, go with Jared, or go with your your gut. And if you beat us, we'll have you up on the wall. Yes, sir. We'll post you. We'll we'll tag your name and everything, and we'll make you a part of this show. Yeah, and we hopefully won't lose because I don't <laughs> plan on losing. We we stay in this now. I know we hit on the rankings a little bit. There was a couple spicy ones I wanted to talk about and get your opinion on. Okay, and that is I, we all know about you know Georgia at the one spot and uh, only allowing about ten points for about three games here lately. But uh, what about? What about Tennessee up 11 spots? They moved up 11 spots I mean, to they, get to the number 11 they, spot. They beat a ranked Pittsburgh. They really haven't had that many scares. Like uh, Tennessee plays Florida, which if they win, they'll probably move up to number 10. Well-deserved. Well That's I mean, two ranked teams they beat. I, I like in Georgia and Alabama. There was one other team that jumped uh, about 10 spots as well to number 15. Um, and that's Oregon. Oregon jumped back up after that win. Do you, yep. think it, do you think it was deserved? No, it's not. You get smacked by Georgia. And I mean, it's Georgia. Don't get me wrong, but it was the way it looked. That... I was about to say, but that's, that's the whole point though, isn't it? That's the whole point of the game is like, you want those big games to see where you stand. And if you got beat down that hard. And you beat a BYU that, yeah, maybe you beat them really well. Do they deserve to jump up 10 spots? In my opinion, they don't, but I don't make the rankings. So my opinion Which, don't mean nothing. And I guess the opinions of all of us right now don't matter anyways until about week seven. It, and at that point, it doesn't matter about anyone besides <laughs> who's in that room. Hey, Miami dropped uh, 12, though, to number 25. They should be unranked. 
I unrank them. I'll be honest with you. I think them and Florida should be unranked. Oh yeah, indubitably. I'm just saying, like they they shouldn't be ranked because all it's doing is hurting their their progress. Oh yeah, because they're like, oh, we're still ranked. No, mm-hmm. you're not. No, you you don't deserve. In my that eyes, the only team in the state of Florida, I hate to say this too, that should be ranked is FSU. No, why not? I mean, they they they're three and zero. They beat LSU, which I mean, it was an unranked LSU. I mean, they're still but they wicked. Did a, wicked they, did their a cro- they did a cross conference win. You know, I mean, I I'm I like what I see so far out of Florida State. I'm not the biggest fan of them, but I mean, it's Mike Norville's fourth year. He's got a well third and a half if you count like COVID and stuff. But I, I know that hurts you to say you're proud of FSU. <laughs> but they're doing something, man. I like Mike Norville. He's just if they if if Florida State will keep allowing him to do his thing, I think they'll turn out to be a decent team. Oh, yeah, same here, same here. But we'll see when they face – do they face Clemson this year? They have to. They do? They're in the same uh, division? Oh, wait, it's Miami and Clemson in the same division, isn't it? I know Miami plays at FSU. Yep, got the yearly rival, even though it doesn't seem like a rivalry anymore. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I kind of forget that's a thing. <laughs> but let's get off the books and off the schoolyard to the professionals who actually get drafted to pl- pay – to play this wonderful game we love. And that is the National Football League, the NFL. And we had a couple of amazing comebacks. Comeback weekend is what I'm calling it. So you want to start you want to start with the first comeback we have? The biggest one that I saw was Miami and Baltimore. Oh, that's not the biggest one, but I'll go I mean the from what I the the way it happened. Oh, the way it happened, it was they scored twenty eight points in the fourth quarter. To come back and win this game. And then Justin Tucker, normally when he kicks the game-winning field goal, it's the game-winning field goal. Yeah. And you had Tua who, whole offseason, everyone's saying, he's not the guy. I mean, Tyreek Tyree Hill tried telling everybody he's the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Do I believe that still? Well, check this out. The matchup that we have this weekend between the two quarterbacks, they're both basically have the same ratings, six touchdowns to two interceptions. So, I mean, you got to say something for Tua. He's finding his receivers, and he's putting it right on the money. Oh, and a fun and fact scoring, about Tua. They're scoring points. A fun fact about Tua, he leads the league in passing yards right now. Yeah, he does. With uh, I think it was like 715 or something like that. 715, 705. I, mean, I, I don't it's, remember. It's, a, it's an amazing number for two weeks. It really yeah, is. We're, I mean, we're, we're probably have a picture up showing – the passing yards breakdown? Maybe not. I don't want to have two of shit up in here. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'll be honest with you, though. It was a big comeback game. Baltimore still looks really good. They just got to figure a few things out on defense. Miami, though, I, they're 2-0. I can't argue with them right now. Their, their new coaches put that scheme together real well. And uh, they're they're not looking like they're afraid of anybody. So. Oh, no. How about the next, how about the next uh, comeback? This is the biggest comeback and not just because, not the score, but the most elite quarterback brought them back. And that is the New York Jets versus the Cleveland Browns with Joe Flacco, still elite. Old Joey Flacco. I tell you, I agree with you on that, man. There was like 30 seconds left, and they <laughs> went down and scored again. That, 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 was the, that was the toilet bowl. That Oh, my God. I was, God. Hey, look. The Jets are sleeping happy. I mean, we won a game, (laughs) and it's not in week 12. But it was a game that they had to fight and win, and they won it. Oh, exactly, without Zach Wilson. That's what I'm saying. Like, who's Zach Wilson? Mom? I mean, he's at someone's mom's house. Hopefully not my mom. How about about Thursday night's comeback? Kansas Kansas City versus City. I I, I feel bad for the Chargers because – Oh, Herbert did get hurt in that. Hurt. Homeboy. Homeboy got his behind beat Thursday night. Like, uh, he's. They might say he doesn't have any broke ribs, but by the. By the three rib shots he took, the three separate rib shots he took, like, there's got to be something broken in there. Bro, props to you, Herbert. Like, you are a beast. I, uh,. Kansas yeah. City is leading the West, and earlier, our two early predictions, looking like they're coming to bite us in the ass. It's, you're right. It's still early. I mean, but Kansas City does look lethal. Their defense looks strong. Um, I did like the body slam by free safety James Jr. 
during. <laughs> oh my god, that, Travis that... Kelsey actually had a podcast talking about that. He was, and Darwin came up to him after a couple of plays and was like, "Yo, man, you good?" Uh, hey, sportsmanship, dude. Sportsmanship. But I love the sportsmanship, but I love how football might be coming back. I, I'm glad they didn't throw a flag in that situation. Oh no, they they shouldn't have. I mean, come on, these guys used to wear leather hats and tackle each other, and now if you want to call them, and, hats. And, and, but I'm just saying, like now we're now we're playing like two hand tag for a few years. Now I'm hoping like football's coming back. Again. Uh, it's not going to come back to the days of Sean Taylor and all that. How about one of the craziest comebacks of the weekend? <laughs> Oh, Hunter Renfro. That's all I got. Two words I got to say. How do, you, how do you do that? Dude, like, they were so down 20 nothing, weren't they? I feel so bad for him. Dude, the Las Vegas Raiders, like, I have so much hope for you. And y'all are just throwing it away. Like, I had y'all winning. And now they're 0-2. Like, I had y'all winning and then... Y'all do this to me. I'm I'm, I'm with you on this, brother. I I had a winning as well, and it kind of bit me in the booty on that. It's only week two, so we might be overreacting. We had a couple blowouts this weekend. Oh, yes. You you talk about yours first. I I like how you worded that. Talk about mine, because the funny fact is the two blowouts were our favorite teams. Yes. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, I think both of these blowouts were like kind of unexpected. Both of them. Uh, yours was a little bit more expected. It was expected, but you're talking about the previous year's number one overall AFC seed, which we're not going to say how they got it, but they were the number one overall seed. But we're also talking about the team who lost the Giants week one this year. Well, eh. We talked about that already, <laughs> but I'm yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo Titans. over Tennessee, man. F- the whole fourth quarter, we didn't play none of our starters. I-, I saw that, and I was just like, I have never seen in the NFL game, the National Football League. You know, people who come from college that get paid millions of dollars, and they're like, you know what? Just take the fourth quarter, forty-one to seven. Hey, Josh, Stefan. You guys come over here and sit on the sideline and uh, y'all, y'all, y'all have, have do a trick shots. Ha, trick a, shots. Have a, have a Gatorade. You know. <laughs> no, I um, I was, I was from a fantasy's perspective. You know, not so, not so thrilled. But from a, from a fan perspective, I was, I was super excited about it because that shows you like how much that they have invested in the Buffalo Bills to where they can actually allow their players to rest in the fourth quarter because there's gonna become there's gonna be games this year that we don't we're not we're not gonna have that ability. So if we uh, get, the way y'all are looking right now, like they're, I, I mean, we got Miami this weekend, and that that's going to be the game of the week. But yeah. we'll talk about that later. You're right, and but I, that blowout against Tennessee, I think, shocked a lot of people. And there, did you see how many in, injuries there were in that game? Oh, well, I mean, we had Buffalo Bills trying to decapitate other Buffalo Bills and sending them to the hospital. We had uh, Buffalo punted for the first time in like five games. Yeah, punted twice. And it didn't matter because as soon as they punted it, they would muff it and Buffalo would get the ball back. Like It just seemed like it was just no matter what would play. happen, Buffalo was on top. And, I mean, hey, as a Bills fan, I'm super excited. But, wow, watch out. Yeah, you better watch out Buffalo's the AFC coming. South. Because <laughs> the number one team in the AFC South as of September 21st and the year of our Lord. 2022 <laughs> you have the jacksonville jaguars team ice cream team ice cream hey i've been calling it i've been team. calling it i had to throw that but jacksonville they kept that uh record alive and broke a record actually uh, broke a streak what was it they were oh and four against matt ryan oh i didn't know that they were oh and four against matt ryan until last sunday where they made matt ryan look like a rookie uh, he made him look like Marcus Mariota back in Tennessee. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, like, I was watching that game and I was I was shocked at just like how Indianapolis cannot get anything Dude, going. That's I'm, two I'm, weeks in a row that they couldn't get anything going. But like the way the defense looked, they looked fast. They looked sharp. Three interceptions. We're only behind the Bills on turnover differential. The Bills, who's been destroying people and then trevor lawrence looked like a quarterback like he i I don't like how people give trevor lawrence a bunch of shit like i'll be honest with you because i think trevor lawrence is going to turn around and be a great quarterback it was just 
He's got the right scheme now. He's got the right coach, and he's got he's got the right people around him. Yes. I th- I think he's gonna have a great. I think he's gonna have a stellar year. I just think it's it's kind of like how I feel about Josh Allen's first two years. Well, that, but also like your fan base. Floridian fan bases can be god awful. I love my fans in Florida so much, but they can really hinder what a program's trying to do. And and even though it's all on social media and things like that, all that stuff ripples through the airwaves and it gets back to them. If they give Trevor Lawrence a little bit of love, bro, pull a Oh, Bill, they they're giving a, him love this pull, week. Pull a Bills Mafia, bro. Get your fan base to do a donation and and like as his number on his jersey to his organization, I mean, hear me out, guys. Look at how well it's done in Buffalo. I'm, we donated to Andy Dalton. I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were about to say just start jumping through tables, and I'd be like, I'm down. I mean, you you could, you know, but it's it's kind of a tradition in another team's you know favor. We might get upset about that. I wish we played y'all this year in Jacksonville. It wouldn't happen because we'd lose. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll steamroll everybody and lose nine to six <laughs> in Jacksonville. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I only gotta bring it back. That last year, I don't know what happened. I do. I do. Do you believe in um do you believe in um oh like when a like a black cat crosses you? Oh you, superstitions. Uh, superstitions. Thank yep. you so much. You're welcome. Last year for every active player that was playing on a roster. Oh, that went on the, went on the Manning. Manning and Manning show on uh-huh. Monday Night Football, lost the following week. And it's, it's a stat. Josh Allen went on the Manning and Manning Monday night the week prior to playing Jacksonville. And then we just lose nine to six. Oh, but also the three wins that Jacksonville has, the Buffalo Bills knocked them out the first seed. Yep. Indianapolis Colts knocked them out the playoffs. And who was the other team that we beat last year? I can't quite put my finger on it. I'm not sure because it's last year. And you yeah, know, I'll figure that out later. You guys, you guys just want to be stuck on a fantasy of like how you got to knock you know actual playoff teams around in their digits. Exactly. Hey, that's what we do in Jacksonville. Well, hey, how about this? Let's go over a stat that not a lot of people think about. That is. For teams that start 0-2, the percentages of them making the playoffs is like almost nothing. Yeah. And, and have you seen the teams that are 0-2? Tennessee. To name one of them. Tennessee, Carolina. Indy. Indy's not 0-2. Indy is 0-2, son. 0-1-1 is 0-2. Nope, that's 0-1-1. That, I'm telling you, bro. That's going to keep them out of the playoffs. Oh, probably. Cincinnati. <sighs> Cincinnati Bros 0 and 2. That that tell me most about most expensive it. offensive line is 0 and 2. Most expensive piece of paper. It really is. And and I and uh I bet you 3 of those don't make the playoffs this year. Oh, I let's see who else is 0 and 2. You got nobody. Las Vegas. Well, yeah. Oh, I thought we said Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, Las Vegas. Las Vegas 0 and 2. Tennessee's 0 and 2. Indy's 0 1 and 1. Houston's 0 1 and 1 and Cincinnati's 0 and 2. The rest of them are one and one or two and out. Are you sure? That's that's all of them. I was looking through the uh, the schedules this uh, this weekend. That's what I was seeing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to delve deep into that, but yeah, their their playoff hopes take are, a huge hit historically. Historically, they diminish after two losses at the beginning of the season. But let's roll on with the games of the week that we have. Oh my gosh, you started off because it's probably the biggest game of the week. In my opinion, I think it'll be one of the biggest games of the week, and that is going to be the Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Both teams are two and zero. They have both strong starts to the season. Both quarterbacks have six touchdowns, two interceptions apiece. Tua leads in the passing column by about a hundred, hundred and ten, twenty yards. Um, he's killing it this year so far, as well as Josh Allen. Both quarterbacks are looking really Battle good. Battle of the East. And both both defenses are looking really good. Yeah, and now we're going to see which defense could hold which wide receiver core. And that's that's going to be the question. And I feel like I feel like Miami has a touch of an advantage there. As much as I'm a Bills fan, and you know me, I'm going to be like Bills all the way, and I think Bills will win this game because I am a Bills fan. But if we're talking about cornerbacks, they have the advantage. 
Mm-hmm. They have a big advantage. And who's your prediction in this game? No, you don't want my prediction. Oh, my God. You don't, you don't want my prediction. My prediction of this game is the Bills are going to win this game 49-21. to 21. I'm actually going to bring a shocker in on this. Miami wins another close game. And this is in uh, Miami? This is in Miami. I'm telling you, that energy is there in Miami Stadium right now. Miami pulls up a nail-biter, 42-38. 42-38. And do they pay fans to come to the game? Because it's hard for them to get attendance anyways. No. They saw what happened last week. I mean, majority, and they finally have hope. Majority of the fans last year's game down there were Buffalo Bills fans. Oh, you're going to see half and half. Half and half. That is horrible. I mean, that is horrible for Miami to be a half and half stadium. That means there are more Bills fans in your area than Dolphins fans. There's more Packers fans here Go than Bills. Jacksonville. Go Bills. <laughs> How about you get us on this next game? So we got a big fantasy barn burner coming up with oh. Detroit versus Minnesota. You got a newcomer, Mon St. Brown, torching up everything. You got Jay Jettas. You got Dalvin Cook. You got DeAndre Swift. You got Kirk. I can't play in primetime cousins. And then you got Jared Golf. And it's going to be a barn burner. You have have both offensive just put up high numbers defense. If you don't like defense, you're going to love this game. I have Detroit winning 48 to 41. I have Detroit winning 35 to 31. And I think it's going to be a very pass happy first half. And then depending on which way it goes in the first half, I think there'll be a lot of run offense in the second half with Detroit. And that's why I have Detroit winning at 35-31. I think they get a big jump. I think they do what they've been doing all season so far is they'll get a good jump. They'll go up 28 to nothing, something like that, 28 to 7. And then they'll just slowly let that team come back in the game yeah. throughout it. And then they'll score like one more at the at the back half with like DeAndre Swift. So they said Matt Stafford, who? I got I got I got Detroit 35 31 and I got them going uh two and one. Two and one. Two and one. I think Detroit, I'm telling you, I like I told everyone at the beginning of this, this of the season, I think Detroit, not just because of of HBO and everything, but they just have they just have like this swagger to them, man. They have like this, this coolness to them, and I like it. I, I think I think the Lions could do some cool shit this year. Okay, yeah, hit them, hit them with the next one we got on deck. San Francisco and Denver. San Francisco has got Jimmy G back, so I I think San Francisco has a a completely different appeal right now, and I think the 49ers... I think the 49ers could win this game, and I think the 49ers will win this game because Russ has been pretty rusty since he's been in Denver. He hasn't been the same old Russell Wilson. He, I mean, you beat Houston 16-9. to their, their coach doesn't know how to read time, supposedly. No, so I, 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 got, I got San Francisco winning this game, and I got San Francisco winning this game 28-17. Oh, that's close to my, my prediction. I, uh, I also have San Francisco winning just because they have a more competent offense, it seems like. George Kittle's projected to come back, which will help Jimmy Garoppolo. You got Debo. You got your running backs and yeah. all that. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback for the 49ers, even if Trey Lance wasn't injured. Yeah, I'm not high on Trey Lance, but that's neither here or there because he, he is out with an injury. And then Denver just looked off time like – you're supposed to be fighting for this AFC West title, and you're they just don't they one and one against. But they don't look two of the worst teams in the NFL. They, yeah, they don't. They don't look good. They're not. They're not clicking like we all wanted them to click at the beginning of the season. Like we all hoped they would click at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. I think it's the San Francisco show right now, and I think San Francisco. With Jimmy G, man, San Francisco could win that division. I'm telling you, San Francisco wins 28-14. You said 28-17? I was thinking 28-14. I like that prediction, my man. Because t- with Jimmy G, they don't score high points. No. I. And then... Deep, I, I don't think they'll score major points, but I, I I think this will be that first game where Jimmy G's getting his feet wet again, and then next week he'll they'll, they'll put some points up because Jimmy G's, Jimmy G's playing for a contract. Oh yeah, he's playing. So like, it's like Lamar Jackson. So when these guys play for contracts, typically they're going to play harder. They're going to play better because they want that big dollar. So I say twenty eight seventeen this week. Next week I could see more points on the board. 
And then now you got the game of the year, game of the century even, if you're a Jacksonville fan. It is Jacksonville versus the Chargers. And both teams, they're looking good right now. Both coming off different sides of the spectrum with the Chargers coming off a little heartbreak loss against Kansas City, divisional rival. And then you got Jacksonville who stomped out, snuffed out, Frank Reich and his offense. I'm telling you, man. Jacksonville's defense is... This is a scary game because we don't know which Jacksonville's real. The team who played against Washington, who could well, run the ball. Well, both both of those teams that played Washington and played Indy, both looked really good. Yeah, but one could run... In Washington, they could run the ball, and it looked good. And then Indianapolis couldn't run the ball, but the passing past looked good, yeah. and the defense looked even better. I'm telling you, dude. But the Chargers, like Mike Williams, looked hot. Mm-hmm. And the injury with Justin Herbert, we don't know how it's going to have... I'm going to give this a nail-biter of a game. 28-24 to Duval. No way. Okay. Well, I mean, you got two teams here. One's, one's, one's supposedly proven, and one's trying to prove something. So, I mean, I I'm, I like Jacksonville. I've been saying it all offseason. I like Jacksonville. I know I, I completely – Completely forgot about Justin Herbert's severe injury for a half a second while I was writing this. But, yeah, I'm I, I'm going to go with you on this. I'm going to go Jacksonville over the Chargers in L.A. And I'm going to go 38-25. 38-25 Jacksonville. I do because if you, if, you look at, if you look at Jacksonville, they have the components. They have everything they need to win. It's just they have to have that ice cream. And now that they have ice cream, they're winning. Hopefully they have ice cream in L.A. But a little off actual league stuff. We're going to the best league around. I know we talked about it earlier. I want to say episode two, but the Suds and Buds League. Well, you know. Oh, my gosh. I'm 2-0. and uh, We both are 2-0 and right now. Same division. Your boy Jared's in first place by a couple points. I think I had a much better draft in this league than I did in, the, uh, in my dynasty league. And uh, I think it's going to really help me. For winning the rest of this thing. So let, let's let's break down uh, last week's game. Okay. And I'll, I'll let you break down yours first. Well, last week I played Mr. Mahomes alone. And that game turned out kind of scary for me. I, I ain't going to lie. I was winning majority of the game. You know, uh, Jonathan Taylor didn't do me any favors. No, he did not. He didn't do me any favors. And I remember telling you to actually uh, bench him. Yeah, I think you did, and I, I did, and I didn't listen to you. And it was about it was about the same time whenever I said, "Hey, I'm not going to start Mike Evans because of his yeah because of the Saints the, and because you're of like, the stats." And then you were, and, you mentioned, "Yeah, I know," and I just I didn't listen, and I should have. But I also had Kamara out as well. Yep, you did. So I had to I had to play with somebody. I guess I could have put James Robinson in. He got me twenty. He got me twenty three. I'm a bench. So I mean, been a close, you, you, uh, you talk been about how you talk about how the running game really wasn't there against uh, Indy, but it kind of it kind of was because uh, he only had the uh, thirty six yards. Uh... My big players this week were uh, Lamar Jackson. Oh, got duh. me sixty two point eight, and uh, Jalen Waddle with fifty eight point two in our league. Godly, and then well, with my league, I played the New York Blazers. Who, in all honesty, they they're zero and two. They've gotten Molly Wap twice, and I was one. It was one hundred and sixty to two hundred two. I don't have to worry about a nail biter. Yeah, I think this week. I think this week's game is going to be your nail biter game because oh my uh, gosh, the, the team you got to the team we're, you got to we're get with that. We're good with that. But uh, my my lowest score was the Bengals defense. Three points. Oh, uh, you got three on that. But uh, my the guys that kept me afloat was Amon St. Brown, like I said earlier, with a 58.8 points. And then I had Rashad Bateman with 34.6. I like Rashad Bateman. Oh, my gosh. He is amazing. I think, I think Rashad Bateman is just going to keep trending up and up from here. I mean, he's the number one in Baltimore. What? Nothing to lose, man. I, he should be started on every roster. I think Bateman should be started on every ro- roster. Unless if um, you have three um, God-tier running backs and two God-tier wide receivers. Even at that rate. Like if you have, if you have a Jalen Waddle and a uh, Amon St. Brown or a Cooper Cup and Amon St. Brown, 
Well, of course. I mean, unless you unless your flex is going to be a good wide receiver instead of a running back, depending yeah, on how depends your on is, depends on who you play. It depends on how your league is set up. Yeah, and I, we we want to hear about how your fantasy went. If you lose, you lost. Close game, bad game. Who screwed you over? Who brought you to the finish line? We're not going to say any names. Took a receiver off the waiver wires before I could get him. Garrett Wilson. Not saying any names. And I don't even need them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. But, Jared, do you have anything else before we close the show out? Well, don't forget to subscribe, like, share the crap out of our show because we love to see it just wander around the world. And don't forget, you know, keep your playbooks close by because, uh, you know, we like to try to put out shows once a week right now. And two, click that little bell. That little bell is going to ring every time that we put a show out. And then that allows you to pull that playbook out and come with us and learn some stuff. And then also take some notes because, hey, maybe we can help you win a championship in your fantasy football league. And I, another big shout out to the Sports History Network this week. They partner up with us. You can catch all of our stuff on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, every big major plat- podcast platforms. And yeah, I think that's it for today. Jared, hit them with it. Hey, everyone. Make sure you keep your playbooks close by. Keep them right beside your side so whenever we come back with our next episode, you can whip them things out and take notes with us. You all have a great night. See you later. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman aka the football history dude and i wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the sports history network our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear and if you didn't know it already we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics in fact here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network with every race every qualifying run and every pit stop tim caffeine would feel the pressure and excitement with his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Caffeine Talks IndyCar and Racing History, Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Caffeine. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.